our hearts are turned towards you on today. We thank you for life and life more abundantly. We thank you for our helper and our teacher, which is the Holy Spirit, the one that walks alongside of us. Holy Spirit, we welcome you today. And Father, right now in the name of Jesus, you know what each individual person need in this place. So God, I speak that they already have it in Jesus name. God, whatever the need is on today, God, we thank you that it has already been met. God, we're not waiting on it to be met. We thank you that it's already been met in Jesus name. Now, God, I thank you, God, that as I go forth, Father God, I thank you, God, that as the word is spoken on today, Father God, that it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And you will get all the glory. You will get all the honor and you will get all the praise through this word on today and God we thank you for the blood of Jesus in the name of Jesus amen let's hear what God has to say on today go with me to the book of Genesis chapter 50 verse 20 and I believe the Lord has a word for his people on today and we want to open our hearts to hear and receive what God has We should come into the house of God with an expectancy, expecting God to do what he says he's already done. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. Hallelujah. He that has ears to hear, let them hear what the spirit has to say unto the church. The word of God reads, but as for you, you thought it evil against me. But God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. I'm going to say it again. But as for you, you thought evil against me. But God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. I want to talk about divine reversal. Divine reversal. I want to give you an encouraging word today because I believe everybody in this place, um, you're going through something or you just got through something, but I'm here to tell you, God is bringing you a word today to talk about divine reversal. When you look at reversal, that means to change from one direction or position. That means to change from one direction or position. And when the Lord um, put this in my spirit, Um, I say, okay, Lord, you got to give me more, more on this, more of what you're saying. And God began to show me, um, Joseph in the word of God. But before I get to Joseph, I want to go over this quickly. So everybody will understand why God is bringing this word in the house. I want you to know today that you are new creations in Christ Jesus. You are new creations in Christ Jesus. The old have passed, behold, the new has come. And this is one thing that you have to grab hold to. Now that you're born again, now that you're part of the kingdom of God, you can't be living your old life. You can't be doing the things the way that you used to do them. You have to do things according to the kingdom. And as we have learned that we have been delivered, we have been rescued from the power of darkness, and we have been translated into the kingdom of God, the kingdom of his dear son. That means that if we're in the kingdom of God, everything that the kingdom has belongs to us. 
We are supernatural beings. We are spiritual beings. It is no longer us who live, but it is Christ who lives in us. Why? Because we have been crucified in Christ. And the life we live, we live by the faith of the Son of God who loved us and who died for us. So you have to see your life as being changed. If you don't see your life as being changed, you're not going to be able to get what God has already provided. Everything that you need to live a godly life, you already have it on the inside of you. Quit waiting on things that God has already given you through his son. Everything you have is not because of what you done or because of what you will ever do. It is because of what Jesus have done on your behalf. There was a divine exchange and that exchange was Jesus took on our sin and he gave us what? His life. He gave us life more abundantly. Jesus took on our righteousness and he gave us his righteousness Jesus took on our sin and what did he give us he gave us healing so there was a divine exchange that was given unto us through Jesus Christ and the only thing that we had to do is accept what he has done on our behalf so God's kingdom can come here on this earth how does it come it comes through us This is why Jesus said, I'm going over this briefly to let you understand where we are. Because if we don't keep our minds renewed on a daily basis, I'm telling you, y'all, things will sneak up on you. And when they come up on you and your mind is not where it need to be, it will take you out. So I want you to realize it's time now, it's high time for us to change our thinking. Every day we need to be renewed in our mind. What I want you to understand is that the noose is in our spirit. Everything we need is in our born again spirit. We have everything that God has in us already. But in order for everything that God has to come out of us, we have to know what we have. This is why last Sunday, God um, said, arise in what you know. You cannot arise if you don't know nothing. But when you know something, come on, y'all, when you heard the latest gossip, which we should not be talebearers because talebearers reveal secret. But when you heard the latest gossip, some of us can't sit still with what we heard. We got to go tell somebody. We got to arise in what we know or what we think we know or what we think we heard. And the first thing that we do, we'll call somebody and say, now, listen, I didn't say this, but I'm just going to tell you. What somebody told me, I don't even know if it's true or not, but I'm just going to bring it to you so to make you aware of it. So if you hear it, but wait a minute, you didn't hear it from me. We arise in what we know, right? And then what we do, we add a little click on that thing. Now we need to be touching and agreeing and we need to be praying for them. But, but what in the world is going on? See, we, we, we arise in what we know. And when you arise in gossip, that's what you know. Some of us can be the best gossiper around and don't even think that we gossip. 
So we have to be so careful in what we arise in. So we need to be arising in the things of God. We need to be carrying out what God has given us to carry out here on this earth. This is why we have to have a relationship with him. This is why we have to come before him and we have to hear what he has to say. This is why he give us the word of God. The word of God is like your spiritual mirror. And when we go into the word of God, we should not come out forgetting what we heard or forgetting what we saw we should come out with some revelation knowledge we should come out with some transformation so there would be demonstration we should come out with some illumination we should come out as a light that's shining in in the midst of darkness so people are gonna know where you've been you don't have to tell people who you've been with because your life is gonna speak for you while you're here on this earth and as you are coming in the midst of darkness the enemy gonna know that you're coming because he's going to try some to cause some havoc in your life and other people's lives so God is saying today in order for us to walk in this divine reversal this change of direction change of position we got to know who we are in Christ not only knowing who we are in Christ but knowing what we have now that we're in Christ this is why every day it is so important that you got to get into the word let the word get into you so when things arise in your life you're going to rise up in what you know you're going to rise up in what you believe you're not going to let that thing take you out you're not going to let your mind be changed because your mind has been transformed according to the word of God so you can prove so you can know what the good and acceptable will of God is so today I want you to really get it on the inside of you that you are a new creature in Christ Jesus old have passed new has come people should see your newness of life they should see your life now that you in Christ they should not see you they should see him because you're reflecting him this is why in order for us to move in the things of God we have to know about the things of God not only knowing about the things of God but we got to have some experience in the things of God so the more that you in the word of God and the word get in you you when people are saying stuff opposite to what you believe That's when you begin to speak what the word has to say dealing with that situation. So God wants you to know today that everybody knows this. And I say it over and over again. You are a three part being. You are spirit. You are soul. And you are body. The spirit is the real you. That's the part of you that got saved. That's the part of you where all the goodness, everything that you need, that's the part of you where it is. But you have to get from your spirit to your soul so you can live it out in your body. When you still still see saved folk cutting the food, that's because that transformation that need to take place in their soul haven't taken place yet. There hasn't been a renewal in that area because the body is doing stuff outside of what the body has experienced. So we have to know who we are in Christ Jesus. And once we know who we are, nobody don't have to tell you how to act. Nobody have to tell you how to live. It's just like when you raise your children, you raise your children a certain way. Everybody have a different way of raising their children. But when we raise them according to the word of God, they're going to come back to what they know. 
when you keep putting the word of God in them, you keep giving them the word and you saying, this is how you should do this. This is how you should do that. You can do all things through Christ which strengthen you. You are more than a conqueror. You are victorious in Christ Jesus. So you spending time with them and you raising them up in the word. When you're not with them, they're going to hear those very verses of scripture that you've spoken unto them, they're going to come back to them and they're going to begin to have peace in whatever situation they're in. But this is why, y'all, we have to take time in the word of God. And the reason why, because the word of God brings you life. The word of God is your spiritual food. It's time out for playing. It's time out for putting on performances. It's time out for trying to be something that you are not. The only reason why you are doing what you're doing, it is because of him, not because of nothing you will ever do. So if we don't take time to humble ourselves up under the mighty hand of God, we will not be exalted in due season. We got people trying to exalt themselves, but God said he resisted the proud but he give grace unto the humble we got people trying to bring new stuff into the body of Christ trying to get people to come in but we have to take the word of God and let the word do the work because John the Baptist was in a wilderness he was in a wilderness but as he began to declare the way of Jesus Christ they were coming where he was because John took hold of the gospel. He said, repent for the kingdom of God has come. He knew that the kingdom has come. The kingdom was coming through Jesus Christ. It ended with John the Baptist, but Jesus was bringing in the kingdom and John recognized that. So it's time for us to be, to proclaim the kingdom of God and have a change of mind and a change of heart. Now, getting back to this divine reversal, first of all, I said, you got to know who you are. You got to know that when things happen in your life, God has given you the keys to the kingdom. You have the power. You have the authority of whatever happens here on earth. Why? Because when you accepted Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior, you accepted everything that he is. As he is, I am in this world. We are joint heirs. We are heirs, joint heirs of God and joint heirs of Jesus Christ. We're joined unto him. We're one with him in the spirit. We're created in righteousness and pure holiness. So we have to know who we are so we can live this life here on earth the way it need to be lived in heaven. He said in, in Matthew 6 when he was doing the Lord's prayer, he said, our father which art in heaven. You got to know what? That he is your father. That his name is holy. That he is to be reverenced that he is to be praised and when you know all of these things he said thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven God said I want heaven to be here on earth and you're the one that I'm going to use as an ambassador to bring forth what's in heaven on earth because you have everything in you to live a godly life here on earth you have me in you so when you begin to speak the word of God out in the atmosphere change begin to come and you don't have to wait on change because you know change is already here so whatever the earth is doing that it shouldn't be doing you should be using my word to bring divine reversal 
See, this is what God is saying. We're not using what we have because we don't know what we have. We spend too much time whining and complaining like the children that were over there in Egypt. They come out of Egypt. They went through a wilderness experience and they complained the whole time. The only time they didn't complain is when they got what they want. But then they went right back to the complaining mode. Come on, that's some of us. We, we so joyous when everything is going right in our lives. Oh, we saying hallelujah. We saying bless the Lord. We even hugging our sisters and brothers. We even encouraging them in the Lord. But when it hit home, we don't want to say nothing to nobody. We don't want nobody to say nothing to us. We don't even know the word of God no more. We're not even speaking the word of God no more. We complaining to God and say, God, why is this happening to me? Why am I going through this? That lets you know where you are. This is why we got to rise up in what we know. So this divine reversal, when we was having prayer, me and Apostle was in prayer, and as we was having prayer, I was in prayer doing like this. And I kept doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it. And I heard the Spirit say, divine reversal. And he said, you have the power to reverse everything that's going on in the atmosphere that's not like me. He said, just open your mouth and begin to speak. And as I saw a vision of heaven, of the open heavens, I could see darkness, like a dark whirlwind. But as I began to speak, I began to see light overshadowing that darkness. And God said, this is what my people have to do. So many people are talking flu. That's why flu is here. So many people are saying this is the worst thing that has come and they're talking it and you putting it in the airwaves. And as you put it in the airwaves, you're welcoming it to your house. But you have divine reversal. You have power from on high to say no evil shall befall me. Neither shall any plague come nigh my dwelling. For God has, see, come on, you be working that thing. For God has given his angels charge over me to keep me and guard me in all of my ways. See, when you begin to speak truth, you reversing what has been spoken out in the atmosphere. But when you sit there and wait on it, you inviting it. Let me give you a nugget. Even when you're thinking it and you're not saying it, you opening your body up to sickness and disease. When you turn on the television and you sitting there listening to the cases, instead of doing divine reversal and speaking by Jesus stripes, we were already here. We're not waiting on healing. Healing has come. And I speak it in the atmosphere that that they have seen, they shall see no more. Why? Because God will take that cloud. And he will overshadow you. That is his wings of protection. The more things you listen to, the longest is what you become. And that's what the enemy wait on. He want to program your mind to think like he think. But I want to encourage you today to let you know divine reversal have come in this house. Everything that the enemy has meant for harm, for miracle temple deliverance ministry. God has turned it around. 
and he has made it for our good. I'm here to tell you, God is bringing this word to let you know how you need to be operating in the spirit of God. It's time for us to rise up in what we know and quit sitting down on heartache. Quit sitting down on pain. Quit sitting down and begin to rise up. So there will be a divine reversal. So there will be a change of position, a change of direction in your lives. Not even in your lives, but in other people's lives. So getting back to Joseph, using divine reversal. Y'all know Joseph was loved by his father. And his father loved him so much, he made a coat of many colors. And he gave it unto Joseph. And when he gave it unto Joseph, he had other brethren brothers but those brethren they were so jealous of joseph because they said our father loved him better than he loved us so joseph went to check on his brothers when he went to check on them they saw him afar off jealousy is as cruel as the grave when you have jealousy envy is around as well so they watched joseph and they already build up that jealousy in their heart so they plan to kill joseph But what they did, they threw Joseph in a pit. And when they threw Joseph in that pit, before I get to Joseph being in the pit, I want y'all to understand something. God will let you know before something takes place. Sometimes we will not understand all the fullness of what God is saying, but God will not leave you in in darkness. So God began to give Joseph dreams and tell Joseph that his brethren is going to bow down before him. The stars and moons are going to bow down before him. And his daddy and his brothers was looking at him funny, but he was proclaiming what God was telling him. He was putting it in the atmosphere. And how many know when you put stuff in the atmosphere that's good, come on, evil is always present. Evil is always there to try to take out the good and bring evil. So Joseph began to speak it. They threw him down into the pit. But there was a brother, Judah. He said, let's just go ahead and sell him to the Ishmaelites. See, this was all part of God's plan. Sometimes we think that "Mm, God ain't got nothing to do with that. But God know the plan and the purposes that he have for you. And sometimes when you're in a wilderness and you don't understand that wilderness, God is preparing you for where he's taking you. But I'm going to tell you, when you get into those places, he's not going to leave you alone. Because he said, I will never leave you. Nor shall I forsake you even in the darkest hour. Even when it looked like you in a cave and there's nowhere to go. God said, I'm still there. I'm still a present help in the time of trouble. So Joseph was in that dark pit. And they sold him to the Ishmaelites. And y'all know he ended up in Potiphar's house. When he ended up in Potiphar's house, the word of God said that God gave Joseph favor. Come on, y'all. Even when Joseph was a slave. Even when he was a prisoner, even when he was in bondage, God still gave him favor. So what am I saying to you? No matter what kind of situation you're in, God will still give you favor. Why? Because you belong to him. And another reason why Joseph had favor, because his dependency was in God. It wasn't in man. It was in what God was saying unto him. So even with Joseph prospering in um, Potiphar's house, the word of God said that Potiphar put him in charge of everything and it said the only concern that Potiphar had was for his food 
Everything else was in Joseph's hand. Can you imagine? He's going to be sold. He's going to get in Potiphar's house. And God opened up so much favor to Joseph. Everything that Potiphar had, he said, Joseph, you in charge of it. See, what the enemy meant for is harm. God was still making it for his good, even the place that he was in. Then we get on to the part where the wife of Potiphar, see, this is the enemy coming in. I want you to understand this. Some of y'all may be in a point of your life where things look so good, where you being favored, even on the job that you're in. You don't like the job that you're at, but God has given you so much favor, even in the midst of the people that you're around. And so the wife come in and she wanted Joseph. She wanted to lay with Joseph. But Joseph was, you know, ducking and dodging her, staying away from her. She, he said, um, your husband have given me everything. He has put me in charge of everything. I have rule over everything that he have except you. He said, because I'm not going to sin against God. He put God first. He wasn't even worrying about the husband no more. He was, he was saying, I serve a mighty God and the God I serve, I don't commit adultery. I'm not going to sin against God. So see what he was holding on to. He was holding on to the word. There was temptation there. Can you imagine men, a woman following you all the time, a woman pulling at you all the time. The woman is married, but she don't care. She want what she want when she want it. But Joseph, he submitted to God and he resisted temptation. When you submit to God, you can't resist the devil. Let me say it again. When you submit to God, you can resist the devil. You can resist what the enemy is sending at you. Why? Because you put God above everything. When you put God above everything in every situation, it don't matter how bad the situation looks because you are submitting to God. And it got so bad where the devil knew that he couldn't have him, that he began to manipulate, he began to lie. She began to say, even to the, to the ones that um, the other men that she put out the house, say, he tried to come in on me and I began to scream. And that's when you come in here telling the husband the same thing. Won't the devil do it? See, when you're standing for God and you're not going to do anything outside of God's will or what God say, I'm going to tell you, that's when the war is on. When you're standing for what's right, the enemy going to go out there. He's going to manipulate. He's going to lie. And he's going to twist it to make it look like the truth. But Joseph knew in his heart. He knew that he didn't touch that woman. So this is what Potiphar did. Potiphar put Joseph in prison. Sent him to prison. Joseph was an innocent man. Was not Jesus innocent? Was not Jesus innocent? He had no sin. Jesus had no sin. He knew no sin, but he became sin for us so we can become the righteousness of God. Don't Joseph remind you of Jesus. So they put him in prison, but even in prison, remember he went from the pit. Now he going to the prison. And when he got into prison, come on, the man that was over the prison gave Joseph charge over everybody that was in the prison. 
What am I saying to you today? I'm talking about divine reversal. I'm talking about how when you stand on God's word, no matter how bad it looks, come on, there's divine reversal. There is change that's coming to your house because you're not giving up on what God said. No matter how they come at you, no matter how they lie on you, you're still standing on the word of God. So Joseph was still standing. Even in prison, can you imagine being in prison, being in a dungeon where there is darkness and know you haven't done any wrong? Y'all know Joseph had to, you know, keep in contact with God, keeping encouraging himself in the Lord. So he got put over the prison. And y'all know there were two men in that prison. There was the baker. There was the one that drunk the wine for for um, Pharaoh and the, both of them had dreams and they needed interpretation of those dreams and here go Joseph again Joseph began to say he said that God can interpret the dreams he put God first come on y'all can you imagine now he's in a dark place but he's still working for the Lord come on some of us get in dark places and we even give up on God we don't want to do nothing else for God. We just go ahead and give up and say, well, you know what, God, I don't want to do this no more because of the situation that's going on on the job, in the family, in the church. We begin to just leave the church, leave the job, ready to get a divorce. But, but Joseph began to stand because he knew his God. He can only rise up in what he knew. So has Joseph done this? And he began to interpret those dreams. Those dreams came to pass. The one that served Pharaoh, the wine, he, he lived. The, the baker, he ended up dying. So but this is what Joseph told the one that served the king, the wine. He said, remember me. He said, don't forget about me. He said, I was wrongly accused and I got put in here for the wrong reason. He said, remember me. But how many know that when people get out of a situation, they don't think about you. They only think about themselves. But tell your neighbors it's part of God's plan. Say, it's part of God's plan. Say, it's part of God making you. Oh, y'all don't understand. He was making Joseph. Come on, because Joseph should have been mad in prison. Come on, I gave you the dream, and here you are out of this dungeon, and I'm still in this dungeon. But I believe that Joseph began to give God praise and say, God, in your divine timing, God, when it's your time, I'm coming out. So this is what we have to recognize that wherever we are and whatever place that we're in, the Bible say in all things, give him thanks for this is the will of God concerning you. And what we should be doing is saying, God, I know you ain't going to leave me like this. Because God, you told me that even the sun, the moon, and the stars are going to bow down to me. I don't even see them up in here. So I know you got a plan. You got a purpose, God. So later on, here come old Pharaoh. Won't God do it? Look at your neighbor say, in God's time. Say, in God's time. Say, God is making you right now. Say, in God's time. I want you all to remember that in God's timing. So here goes Joseph. Now here comes Pharaoh. Pharaoh began to have a dream. And Pharaoh had this dream twice. And nobody could give him interpretation of the dream. Say in God's timing. Say in God's timing. Say he will make your enemies your friend. He will make your enemies your footstool. Say in God's timing. So when Pharaoh had this dream, guess what? He goes, the same one 
that's supposed to have told Pharaoh about Joseph. He didn't do it then. Somebody say it again. In God's timing. Say in God's timing. Say God know when it's the right time. So this same man told Pharaoh, I know somebody. Come on, in God's timing. He said, I know somebody that can interpret the dream. So when he began to give him the dream, before he gave it to him, here come Joseph again, remembering God. He said, God can give you interpretation. He didn't even put himself in it. He knew that those dreams was going to come from God. He knew they came from God, and he knew God would give him the interpretation. God gave him the interpretation, and Joseph began to say, you need a man. Oh, in God's timing, you need a man that you can put in charge of this. And Pharaoh said, I believe that you're the man. Now, let me tell you how God do in God's timing. I'm encouraging you today because God is bringing divine reversal in this house. Some of y'all have went through some stuff for a long time, but I'm here to tell you it's God's timing. It's God's timing for you to come out. It's God's timing for your children to come out. It's God's timing for you to be debt free. It is God's timing for you to have peace. It is God's timing. God's timing. It's divine reversal. Everything the enemy meant for your harm. God is turning it around. He's made it for your good. It is God's timing. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying? It is God's timing. Now is the time. You've been standing. You've been waiting for a long time. And some of us been crying and whining during that time. But God is saying, just trust me. See, some of the things we go through, we don't want to go through them. Some of the places that we put ourselves in, we want to come from under that. But God said, I'm making you in that place. God said, I'm raising you up in that place to put you where I need to put you. So he went from the pit to prison. Now look at old Joseph. He's going to the palace. And he told him, he gave him his ring, y'all. And he began to tell him that nobody would be higher than you except me. Is that not Jesus? Because when Jesus come to the earth, God was still in heaven. But Jesus was representing God here on earth. And that's what Joseph was doing. He was representing Pharaoh. And every time, now here, here's the dream. When they put... Uh, Joseph behind that chariot and the people saw him riding through they begin to bow down to Joseph they begin to honor him for the position that he was in why because God say now is your time not only for you but I'm putting you in position not only to save you but to save my people you got to understand God is preparing you for where he's taking you quit whining quit complaining it's divine reversal Everything the enemy meant for your harm. It's time for you to rise up in what you know. It's time for you to say, this is what God has said over my life. And stand on what God is saying. It's divine reversal time. So everybody got to know Joseph. And the same ones that hurt Joseph had to come back to Joseph. And Joseph said, what you meant for evil, God meant it for my good. Sometimes we don't understand things that happen in our lives. Sometimes we try to fix it and make it better. But God said, even in those times, 
I want you to be still. And I want you to know that I'm God. I want you to know in those times, I'm going to be the one to favor you. I'm going to be the one to prosper you. I'm going to be the one to deliver you. I'm going to be the one to heal you. And guess what? He's already done it. It's already in you. But it's time for us to rise up in what we know. So when the enemy come in like a flood, the spirit of the living God that's on the inside of us will raise up a standard even against him. When you don't know, then you're just going to walk around just like you don't have anything. But when you know what you have, I'll give you an example, women. If you're married and you have a husband and that's your husband, you ain't going to let no woman disrespect you, right? You're going to do it in a loving way. But you're going to let them know who you, excuse me, I'm Mrs. Bryant. And who are you? Wait a minute now. We're going to rise up in what we know. Men, you ain't going to let no other men come in and disrespect you when you're with your wife. And they're going to be trying to get a number right there in front of you. You're going to rise up. You might rise up with something besides the word. (laughs) See, you're going to rise up in what you know. Because, see, a man ain't going to want to be disrespected when somebody's stepping up on their woman when they say she belonged to me. And matter of fact, that woman that's sitting at that table should say nothing on these fingers. They say, I belong to you. It ain't been sealed. See, that ring that Pharaoh gave Joseph, that was sealing that thing. That was letting them know that he's the head one in charge. And everything that he say, that's what you're supposed to do. And God has given us, y'all, keys to the kingdom. And I want to ask you a question. Why aren't we using these keys? Because we don't know what we have. When something come up against us, we should rise up and say, oh, it's divine reversal time. You're not coming up on my house like this. Because this is what the word of God has to say concerning this situation. That's when change comes. So God wants change to come in the midst of us. We're supposed to have so much word in us that no matter where we are, we're supposed to be light in the midst of that darkness. We're supposed to be speaking truth. So God began to show me somebody else, Mordecai. He was going all over the Bible. Y'all remember old Mordecai? He got his um, niece, which she was like his daughter, into the king's palace. And she went in there. Her name was Esther. Name got changed to Esther. And Mordecai would be watching all the time. See, Mordecai, he was um, standing in position to what he knew. He was rising up to what he knew. He was there to protect those Jews. And then they had old Haman. Old Haman, he was like the devil. He was just the devil. When he got to that position of of where he um, wanted to be, and when he was coming in on the scene, they're supposed to bow down to Haman. But Mordecai would never bow down. The reason why, because he was not going to serve no other God. He was not going to bow down to no other God. He knew what the word said. He was going to stand on the word. I want you to know when you're standing on the word, the enemy got to use somebody to make you look bad. He got to use somebody to manipulate. He got to use somebody to turn people away from you. To make you look like the bad guy. Mordecai would not bow down. Haman got so mad. He said, I'm not only going to get Mordecai. I'm going to get his people too. 
So he went to the king and he began to tell the king about everything about the Jews and how they were coming against this and they were doing things outside of his laws. So he talked the king into killing the Jews. So he got something signed to do it, right? And Mordecai, guess what? This is what the enemy does. He's going to come after the head. When he get the head, he's going to get the body. But Mordecai, he began to fast and he began to pray. Oh, Haman thought he had Mordecai. How many know that when the enemy think he got you? He ain't learned yet because the victory has already been won. God already know how it's going to play out. This is why he said, be strong in me and in the power of my might. Do it all stand. Keep standing no matter what's coming up in your life. Stand on my word. So Mordecai, he began to fast and pray. Y'all know Esther. She began to tell them to fast and pray. But look at what happened. Oh, Haman, build a, a gallow to hang Mordecai. He wanted to kill him because he said, he's making me look bad. I'm supposed to be exalted. I'm supposed to be lifted up. Is that not the devil himself? This is why he got thrown out of heaven because he wanted people to see him. This is what's happening in the church. We got too many people want to be seen, heard, and attached to. And this is where pride come from. So we know he got thrown down. So he wanted to use um, Haman. Build a gallow. And next thing we knew that the king couldn't sleep. God has a plan. Divine reversal. So I'm telling you, no matter how it look in your life, change have already come. So he had a plan. God had the plan and, and he couldn't sleep. The king couldn't sleep. So he said, bring me the book of Chronicles. When he looked in that book, he saw where Mordecai had saved his life because two of his keepers wanted to kill him. And he said, has anything been done for this man? And they said, no. So he called his very enemy in. And he told Haman, he said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to take Mordecai, put him on a robe. I want you to set him on a horse. And I want you to parade him around and let them know what Mordecai done on my behalf. Can you imagine how the enemy looked? Come on, this is what, this is what God has already done for you. The victory has already been won. Satan has already been defeated. You should be going around giving God glory, saying, I'm the righteousness of God. So this is what he did with Mordecai. He was so mad. Haman was very mad because Haman thought, that should be me. See, he wasn't satisfied even with the position he had. He wanted more. See, the enemy want more. But then what began to happen? Oh, Esther. Esther called him in to have a banquet with her and, and her husband. And how about y'all in the midst of that, everything began to come out. The very man that made the gallow for Mordecai got hung on that himself. I'm getting to something. Divine reversal. What happened to Mordecai? He got the house of Haman. He got royal apparel. And this is what happened. Remember when a king signs a decree it don't supposed to be changed because it was sealed with the ring but when God changed that thing around and when Esther began to speak on behalf of the people the king began to reverse it he said I want you to go in there and change these things concerning the Jews and he said I want it signed and it cannot be reversed what am I telling you everything that God done for you it can't be changed it can't be reversed. 
God has done everything for each individual in this room. So this is what I'm going to close with. Why is everybody still trying to get something you already got? Why are you still trying to get healing and you already, healing is in you. Why are you still trying to get deliverance and it's already in you? Why are you looking for joy? Why are you looking for peace? Why are you looking for all of these things and they're already in you? I'm going to tell you why we're still looking for them. Because we don't believe that they're ours. We're still working for something that God has already given us through his son. If he's already given it to us, we can cease our work and we can rest. We can rest in his promises. Resting in his promises mean I'm not going to worry about this situation. Because I know what worry does. Worry opened a door for stress. It opened a door for illness. It opened a door for many things. So the enemy want me to worry. This is why these thoughts come to take me out of the position that I am in in Christ. So when you know what you have, you should already know there was a divine reversal. You have already, God has already given you everything. So God said, quit trying to work for it. Y'all, those people that come out of Egypt, they didn't come out by themselves. God sent a deliverer. He sent Moses, and Moses had to go to God and hear what God was saying, so to bring the people out. And when they come out, Egypt was still in them. They come out of Egypt, but Egypt was in them. If you've been in Egypt for 400 and some years, it's not going to come out of you overnight. This is why God took them through the wilderness so they can begin to trust him. So they can begin to see him at work. And even when they saw him at work, guess what? That wasn't good enough for them. Come on, y'all. We're seeing demonstration, but it still ain't good enough for us. You know why it ain't good enough for us? Because we ain't got no revelation. We ain't got no transformation. So demonstration don't matter. It only lasts for a day. You will see somebody get healed and you say, oh, if they can be healed, I can be healed. Then when the pain hits your body, well, why ain't I healed? Because you ain't got no revelation. So there can't be no transformation and you ain't going to get no demonstration. And if you get demonstration before revelation, it ain't going to last. This is why things are not lasting in the body of Christ. Even though you still have everything, you are not keeping it. Because you still don't know what you have. You have no revelation on that thing. Come on, we can talk a good game. But talking and living is two different things. We have to be able to talk about him and be about him. And when we can do all of that together, when people come up to us, the first thing we're going to say, no, that's not what the word says. Divine reversal. God gave me an example with me and apostle. It was funny. I was trying to change my cable y'all know that cable is something else trying to change the cable i said this is just too much to be paying for cable so as i was talking to this millionaire sitting here she was telling me all the stuff that could be done with the cable so i said okay okay so she was um helping me out on the phone because she she knew her stuff and as she was helping me out on the phone they act like they didn't want to move but she knew truth but they didn't want to move on truth and everything that she was saying, they was counter-reacting what she was saying. And y'all, this is no lie. Hearing the conversation, I just got tired. <laughs> and, and they had us on hold. And finally, I said, Apostle, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But she knew her stuff. 
And she wasn't going to change her mind. She knew her stuff. I said, don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. So this is the thing, y'all. I had unhooked some boxes in my house. And when I unhooked the boxes, I told my husband, I said, you know what? Let's go take these boxes back today. That was just something. It was just on me to take them back. So as I walked into, this is funny. I walked into um, the cable store. Y'all, normally it's busy. You have to sign your name. I walked in there all the way around. Nobody had nothing to do. And the person that was right here by me didn't ask me, you need help, nothing. Somebody come from the back. And he said, can I help you? I said, sure. So I'm standing up there in front of him. I said, I just want to turn these boxes back in. He said, I see where you had called us. Did it get worked out for you? Y'all, this conversation was so short. No. He kept typing in. He said, well, I see that they offered you this. I said, mm-hmm, they did. He said, but I'm going to give you this. I walked out of there with my cable bill lowered. And I didn't have to hardly say nothing. What am I saying? Divine reversal. God will give you a favor if you stand on what you know and you don't have to fuss about it. This is why I say when you know. So there you go the next part of the thing. Apostle was telling me there's some extra channels you're supposed to get. I'm flicking the thing on. Y'all, I got the first. You get three tiers, right? I got which tiers I get? The first two? The first one. I got the channels I had and plus the silver package. I call it silver. Gold. Listen at this. So apostle was telling me, you're supposed to get these other channels too. Now look for those channels. Clicking on the TV, no channels. Clicking on TV. I said, well, they ain't here yet. She said, you're supposed to get them. I said, okay. So she said, turn your box off and turn it back on. Turn the box off, turn it back on, no channels. So she said, you're supposed to get those channels. I said, okay. So I was sitting there one day and I heard the spirit say, check the channels. Check the channels and all of them was there. What am I saying? She would not let up on what she knew and what she believed. When we know what the words say, we don't let up on the word. We agree with the word. We don't say, well, it ain't happening. No, she knew it had already happened. She knew what had already taken place where she was. But I didn't see it in the natural. But she said, no, it's supposed to be there. What am I saying to you? When God said, that you healed, then you're healed. If God is saying you're prosperous, you're prosperous, and you don't have to stand in a line to give $100 to be it. You don't have to stand in a line to pay money to get healed. You don't have to stand in a line to say, you got to give me this to get this from God. I already got it. I don't have to stand in your line. This is the line today. Believe what you already got. You got too many churches telling you, This is what you got to do. Let me tell y'all something. If you never gave another dime, that don't change what God has already done. But by giving, you appropriating what's already done. See, this is where people miss it. You hold on to money because you're afraid you ain't going to have none. If you're part of the kingdom, you have more than enough. So you release what you have because you're saying, God, you already gave it. So I'm only appropriating what you already done. That's all we do. But when you hold on to anything, you're not believing in what he done. 
But when you let go of it, you know you're a part of the kingdom of God and you're a citizen and God lets you know I'm your shepherd. You shall not lack. You shall not want. I have made all grace abound towards you that you will always have all sufficiency in all things to abound to what? Every, every good work. That means you're going to have more than enough. I'm not going to leave you without nothing. That's not how I operate. The kingdom is above all. The kingdom ruleth over all. So when you know what you have, you need to walk in what you have. You need to talk about what you have. You don't need to be sitting there trying to hold on to something because you're afraid something is going to come up. Let me tell you what's going to happen. Something is going to come up because you're waiting on something to come up. But when you begin to release what you have, you know that every day he give me every day my daily bread. So whatever day I'm in, I have daily bread for that. I don't have to worry about tomorrow because I ain't in tomorrow. I'm in today. So what I need for the day, God has already provided today. So I'm going to thank him for the day that I'm in. So you have to take what the enemy meant for your harm. God is already, y'all, turned it around, divine reversal. He's already made it for your good. So you got to trust in him with all your heart. You can't lean on your own understanding. You got to acknowledge him in all your ways. And the word of God tells me that he will direct your steps. God will give you clear direction in every area, whether it's financially, when it looked like the bills is, is, is uh, piling up and, it, and you know your check ain't even enough to cover what has piled up. But when you know you doing what the word of God is telling you to do, this is what this woman had said. This woman come off her job and she believed it was time to come off of her job and be at home, a stay home mom. And when she come off her job, she had one bill that needed to be paid. It was $18,000. And she was saying, God, I don't know how I'm going to pay the bill, but I know I have had an unction to come off this job. So she began to trust God and they kept calling her for the money and she wouldn't even answer the phone. Because she knew she didn't have the money. But she was trusting God. She was still paying her tithes. She knew she didn't have it. So one day, she said she just got fired up. And she looked at the bill and she said, pay yourself off. That's what she said. Pay yourself off. That's just how fired up she got. So then she said, I'm a, it was a few days later, I'm going to check my credit score to see where my credit score is and checking all her debt. Look, the bill wasn't there. She said, okay, the bill's not there. So the phone began to ring. It was the people she owed the bill to. So she answered the phone because the bill wasn't there. And they said, we're calling about this bill that you owe. And she said, I don't owe no bill. They said, wait a minute. Let me look back at this. They say, you don't owe us anything. She said, and how about putting that in writing and sending it to me? <laughs> Pay yourself off. That's what we do as kingdom citizens. We don't know how it's going to pay itself off, but we know we're supposed to be debt-free for the kingdom. We're supposed to be lenders and not borrowers. We're supposed to be above and not beneath. We're the head and not the tail. We're blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed in the fruit of our wounds. Everything our hands touch is blessed. So whomever you touch, you're blessed because I touch you. You're blessed. He gives us power to get wealth. There is no struggle in God. The blessings of the Lord makes us rich and adds no sorrow to it. So we begin to bless the Lord for all that he has done. Not waiting on it, 
but knowing it's ours now. Y'all, we're waiting on too many things. Some of you are waiting to get debt free. I'm already debt free. I ain't waiting to get debt free. I don't care what my bills look like. I'm debt free. I don't care how my body feels. I'm the healed. So that's what we're supposed to say. I don't care how tired I feel. I'm strengthened. Why? Because I'm living off kingdom, not off the natural. But we wait for change. You know, we got it. You know, when we really start praising God, when we feel like it's done, when we feel like man say, apostle, it's all right. That's when we start praying. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But then before you get it's all right, I don't know what I'm going to do. It's just getting worse every day. This is what statistics says. I just don't know how I'm going to make it. I just ain't going to make it. Then they call you and say, well, you know, we looked over it and it seemed like a hallelujah. <laughs> because the way we were talking is what we know. When you open your mouth, record yourself. That's what you know. And every time something appears in your life and you think in opposite of what the words say, your thinking affects your mood. It affects your emotions. You don't even have to say nothing. Somebody look at you and they're like, oh, she tore up. Something just ain't right. Oh, they didn't speak to me. They don't like me. It got nothing to do with you. You need to be speaking to the Holy Spirit and saying, okay, I need to pray for Teresa Waddell. She don't look right today. Whatever spirit is trying to latch hold of her mind, I break its power in the name of Jesus. She shall make it. She shall succeed. She shall have great success. You saved her. You already done saved her house. And you begin to call out her household. As for Teresa Waddell's house, they shall serve the Lord what the enemy meant for her harm God has turned it around and he's already made it for her good we got to begin to speak the word of God over people instead of speaking doom and gloom instead of trying to wonder and wait God said our problem is we fear the unknown too much we got our mind on the unknown and the enemy want our mind to stay there because we're saying what if this happens what if that happened? And then we're building up that. And then God's word cannot come through. But we have to understand that divine reversal has come for this house. And we have to give God glory for what he's already done. When you know what God has already done, you begin to do what God's already done outside of your situation. You begin to rise up in what you know. Because Jesus did not die for nothing. When Jesus died, he said, it is accomplished. It is fulfilled. It is finished. So we got to remind ourselves every day, it's finished. It's been accomplished. It's already done. God, you're the vine. I'm the branch. My nourishment comes from you. I'm dependent upon you. Y'all, I'm going to say this again. We're living in a time right now that man don't know. We got stuff coming upon this land 
that medicine ain't touching. They're trying everything they can try to make it work. And it ain't working. And people are piling up everywhere trying to get something that ain't helping. But guess what? They believe in it is. And they have it for a little while. But the root is still there. And this is what God is saying. Now is the time. We know now is the time of salvation. And salvation is prosperity, is healing, is everything that we need. But now is the time to hear what God is saying and stand on what God is saying. Because the enemy now, y'all, is using everything that he can use to take you out of what God is saying. You can tell that it is not far for the coming of Jesus Christ. Because the Bible is speaking of everything right here and now. But God is setting up his army. He's setting up those that choose to believe. That choose to stand. That choose not to look at the natural. But look at what the supernatural has already done. I heard him say giant slayers. God said I need giant slayers in the body of Christ. David knew who he was. That's how he can stand before Goliath. When you don't know who you are, you can't stand before anything because it'll take you out. But when you know who you are, you will stand still and you will see the salvation of the Lord. I'm going to do an illustration, but turn with me to Psalms 52. Now, when you know what you already have and you know what God has already done, let me tell you what helps you. Listen at this. Psalms 52 9. I will praise thee forever because thou has done it. I will praise thee forever because thou has done it. That means when you know what he's done, you praise him. You're not asking him no more for nothing. You're praising him because you know that it's already done. You ain't wasting time with going back to him on it. You just lifting up your hands and say, God, I'm praising you because I know what you already done. God, I'm praising you because you are my healer. You are my deliverer. Everything I need, God, is in you. So I'm praising you for it's already done. That's what praise do. This is what the Lord told me. The Lord told me the other day, he said, every time a thought come that ain't right, praise me through it. I said, huh? He said, every time a thought come that ain't right, praise me through it. Then he gave me the scripture. See, God will back up his word. Anytime you have a thought that ain't right, begin to praise God for what you know that is right. Begin to give God glory for what you know that is right. When man say no, begin to give God glory because all of his promises in Christ is yes and in him is amen. When the enemy wants you to think that you ain't going to make it, your family ain't going to make it, it's going to be this way. Say, God, I'm going to praise you because we already made it. I'm going to praise you, God, for what you already done. I'm going to praise you in spite of. And as you praise him, the enemy don't like praise. Because he know what praise does. He know that praise move God. He know that the heavens open up when you begin to praise him. So anytime something is coming against you, just begin in a high praise. 
Y'all, my daughter had called me from school, and normally I talked to her while she walking and stuff. I was in there tearing that living room up. I was in there giving God glory, just, just praising God, and I could feel it all in my inward parts. Didn't want to let go of the praise. Finally, I say, hey, how about call your daddy? I got to get my praise on. And I didn't know how loud I was. My husband said, we're hearing y'all in the back. I said, well, maybe you needed to hear it. Because I couldn't let go of that praise because that praise was avenging the enemy. And it was moving everything that was in my way. I'm telling you, when you begin to praise God, in spite of how you feel, let me tell you when you know you got a good heartfelt praise. Because way down deep on the inside, there ain't no struggle for you. You can just feel, if you want to lose some weight, women in the stomach area, just begin to get a high hallelujah. Those muscles begin to tighten up when you begin to say hallelujah. When you begin to give God glory, you can feel the muscles in your belly get tight. And then you can hear the Lord say, let everything have breath. Praise Jesus the Lord you begin to give him some glory there begin to be some excitement there begin to be some joy your atmosphere around you begin to change and next thing you know you got a new dance you got a new step don't even know where it come from off the writers can't even hold you no more you'll be like God you just so good and you walk out a new person a new species of being you walk out who you are in Christ. Now let me give you this example. Give me three people up here. Three people. Just line up across the three. I'm going to do this illustration. We've done this before. But I'm going to do it again. I need another one. Don't be afraid. Just come on up here. Y'all act like you're afraid. <laughs> Kim, you go over that way. Kathy, you get in the middle. Okay, this illustration that I'm doing is spirit, soul, and body. Amen? This is spirit, this is soul, this is body. The spirit is who? The spirit is who? The spirit has what? Everything you need. Let's say it again. The spirit is who? The spirit has what? Let's do it again. The spirit is who? The spirit has what? The soul, this is a part of you that you have to what? Renew. The body is just an earth suit. The body is only going to obey what comes through the soul. Y'all understand that, right? The Bible says that we are to make, Kim, when I say body, you just hold up your hand. We are to make our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. This is our reasonable service. This is our act to worship. We cannot make this body a reasonable sacrifice until the soul, raise your hand, Kathy, is renewed. When the soul get renewed, the body will be a living sacrifice. When the soul get renewed, the body will be a living sacrifice. You will see change over here when this is transformed. Let me do it again. The Bible says that we make our body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. This is our reasonable service. This is our act of worship. Now, the body is not going to be a living sacrifice until the soul, the mind, is renewed. The mind, the will, and emotion.
emotions. When the mind, the will, and emotions is renewed, then the body can live as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. But this is the key. Over here in the spirit, raise your hand. That's the real you. There's healing over here. There's deliverance over here. There's joy over here. There's goodness over here. There's mercy over here. Everything you need to live a godly life is over here. There's resurrection power over here. Everything you need is over here. So in order for the spirit to connect to the soul, the soul has to be changed. It has to be transformed. It has to be renewed. And when it is, the soul can prove what the good and acceptable will of God is in our lives. When the soul is transformed, is changed and renewed, it can prove what the good and acceptable will of God is for our lives. And when the soul is renewed, it's going to flow to the body and the body is going to be healed, be delivered, be set free. If you don't have connection here, you're not going to get no connection over there. We have to be rooted and grounded in him for change to come. Everything you need, you already have. It's yours. But if you're not being transformed and changed and renewed in your mind, the body is going to do what it's always done, what it's accustomed to doing. The body going to live like it's not saved. Because it's going on this unrenewed mind where this mind was before it got saved. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. So if I have the mind of Christ, I have a new life. And that's how my body's going to live. In the newness of Jesus Christ. Remember, revelation, transformation brings demonstration. Revelation. So the body is going to be the one to act out what you already have. Y'all, the church has lost its savor. Because we supposed to bring change to a dying world. But if we don't take time to renew who we are, how can we bring change from the spirit? Because the spirit is not going to connect to something that don't look like him. We're making too many outside connections instead of making inside connections. When we make inside connections, we're going to feel it on the outside, the body. You're going to know where she comes from. And she ain't going to be from Orc. She's going to be from the kingdom of God because everything that she do represent where she's from. And when you go to bed meditating on where you're from, meditating on I've been rescued, I've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness and translated into the kingdom of his dear son, all of a sudden the body start jerking in the sleep. Oh, you're just jerking, just moving. Something's just 
something is just something going on right now something's just going on right now you start jerking in your sleep and you're waking up saying hallelujah praise Jesus I've been changed come on revelation have come through the night you get out the bed and you just dancing dance on Kim you just dancing you just praising God you giving God glory because you said God I've been changed I've been delivered I've been set free I've been healed God the joy of the Lord is my strength I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me I have more than enough to do what I need to do I'm walking in the newness of life because that's what you're meditating on and that's what you become and your husband be like baby all this moving and a shaking going on up in here say baby come on you got to dance with me because God has done a new thing come on the light has come on even in the midst of the darkness and you going through your house and you saying everything that's in here that's not of you I command you to leave here in Jesus name and then you're saying I remember the name of Jesus every knee shall bow every tongue shall confess that he is Lord did y'all know everything in heaven everything on the earth and everything under the earth is bowing down in the name of Jesus because you spoke that name you're supposed to see it bow you're supposed to see it bow because you know who you are now that you're in Christ can you imagine every day you walking proud not because you're prideful but you walking proud because you say I'm a kingdom citizen the kingdom has come near you the kingdom is now I am bringing you the kingdom everything you need is here right now and as you begin to walk past a person in a wheelchair you saying rise up right now and walk in the name of Jesus such as I have today I give it unto you why because the kingdom has come and the kingdom is flowing through you to give healing to the person that need the healing y'all catch this the spirit and the soul you can't see that's what you see and that's what's going to react based upon what this soul take in when you get into the word and you begin to meditate on his goodness and say God you're better than me than I am to my own self. God, you love me so much. God, you gave your very best. You gave your only begotten son unto me, God. Oh, that's love. You demonstrated that love even while I was yet in my sin. Oh, God, I just thank you for that, God. I glorify you for that. And if you gave your son, how much freely will you give me all things? everything belong to me and I reach out and I take it right now in Jesus name everything he has is already mine I don't have to go look for it it's in me it's in me it's right here right that's why he's everywhere you go he's in you no matter where you go you remember um Ruth said to Naomi wherever you lay your head 
That's where I'm going to lay my head. Wherever we go, God is with us. And we got to bring him out of us through what we know, through what we have come to believe. Y'all, we need to be rejoicing because you got everything that you need. You got everything that you need in him. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Amen? Y'all can have a seat. Last scripture that I'm going to read to you. We use this as our declaration every day. I can share this. Y'all probably already read it. Listen at this. Psalms 112. Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delight greatly in his commands. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that fear the Lord. That means when you honor him, when you reverence him, and when you honor him and reverence him, you're going to keep his commands. Guess what happens when you honor him and keep his commands? His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Through you fearing God and keeping his command, your seed is already blessed. Y'all don't get it. Your seed is already blessed. Wealth. Oh, y'all going to get this one. Wealth and riches shall be in his house. And his righteousness endure forever. Unto the upright there arises light and darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. A good man showeth favor and lineth. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid until he see the desire upon his enemies. He has dispersed. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endure forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor. Listen at this. The wicked shall see it. And be grieved. He shall gnash with his teeth and melt away. Desire of the wicked shall perish. In that whole psalm, it lets you know that when you fear the Lord, this is what's going on in your house. Because you obey his commandments and you honor him. Y'all divine reversal has come. Stand up for what you know. Amen. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah.